0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to ClapperCast, episode 128. I'm your host, as always, Carson Tamar, joined by the iconic, lovely Paul Price. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. (laughs) It's been like a a rough couple weeks. It's been really busy. Um, uh, Like, to the point where it's like, oh, you know, I think everything is calm. And then all of a sudden, my dog gets acne, which dogs can get. So now they're like, oh, You just have to wash him with acne shampoo. And I'm like, please, God, stop. So that's a whole new thing. He has to get washed three times a week. He's not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. But it's like that kind of stuff. (laughs) But I did get a rowing machine. So that's going to be a whole new, whole new change for me. Um, I moved to this area that's like super cool. It's in the middle of, you know, Burbank right next to like Warner Brothers and stuff. But um, there's no gyms around at all. Hmm. Like the closest one is like 15 minutes. And I was like, this is this is not going to work for me. So I just like, wasn't doing anything for a while. Um, and out w- cause like, you know how everyone says if you buy a machine, it's like, it's going to sit there and you're not going to use it. And I was like, yeah, but when I went to the gym, all I was doing was the rowing machine. So like, yeah. there's not like some big thing where it's like, oh, I'm buying, you know, uh, a machine that I wouldn't use if I went to the gym. It's like, it's the only thing I did because I am weak and I do not want to lift weights because it makes me very uncomfortable when the big man behind you is like, You're like God. Okay, I know. I'm lifting my five pounds. I'll move out of your way. I like how when you said in the group chat this week that you like
0: used to row. I fully thought you just did that in like college or something. I was like, yeah, that's wish,
1: right? Um, actually, you know what? A little strange that Savannah, which is on Savannah River, like right off the river, doesn't have a rowing team. Um. <laughs> piece of love were you like a big jock who would like join the
0: rowing team
1: <laughs> have you here's saying I yeah okay um, in our movie podcast let's talk about paul doing sports um I was really good at football in middle school um because I was like um fast but bulky yeah um and so my favorite moment was um you know, I'm like in middle school. I'm not the fittest kid. um, And they do shirts versus skins. And I was like, hi. I went up to my coach and I was like, hi, I don't want to do skins. Can I be on shirts? And he was like, Paul's on skins and like, you know, made it a deal before he'd picked out the teams. And his son was on shirts and he was the quarterback for our team as, you know, the coach's son always is. And I decided every single time I was going to tackle him. And I, got, I tackled him so many times I got taken off the field. They were like, leave him alone. Wow. And I was like, no. <laughs> and that was like my manliest moment. I remember like running full force and just clobbering the dude. And it was like in the mud. Um, So I was like drenched in mud. Yeah, <laughs> it's a completely wow. different person. <laughs> um, So, yes, that boy would definitely join the rowing team um no but i i was like um (laughs) more about my sports um i was into um fencing as a kid oh i love that yeah i was really good at fencing um (sighs) except my best friend the one i would play against was left-handed and so like i don't know if you've you know fencing but if someone's left-handed it's like almost a sorry to left-handed people it's almost a cheat because they only play against right-handed people. So they know how to play like that. And then you're like stuck. And then you talk to them and you're like, what's it like playing against a left-handed person? They're like, I hate it. I don't know what I'm doing. So anyway, I would always lose against him. And we would always end up in the group competitions against each other. Um, And I was really upset one day and I was putting away my sword and the sword got caught on the zipper and flung back and hit me in the eye. And I went, I'm done. And I never did it again. Wow. Wow that was me with soccer when it hit me square in the face yeah done. Oh, okay. um and then I also did rock climbing, which is one of those that I like a hundred percent could get back into but um I was never into the bouldering I don't know if you know rock climbing difference um oh in case anyone does fence, I did um epe um, sure. yeah there's uh it's epe foil and saber I wanted to do saber um because that's the one where you swing your sword. Mm um Epe okay i should start from the beginning foil is the traditional one it's only the chest okay um and i think maybe the mask as well but it wasn't like anywhere you want to touch Epe is anywhere on the body but you have to touch with the point and then saber was swinging but it's only the chest and face um which is cool but i was like no like i really want it to be feel like real violence sword- yeah real sword fighting and if i'm gonna stab him in the hand that counts for a point um so that's what i ended up doing but yeah um in rock climbing i did um i didn't do bouldering which is like um you don't have someone helping you Mm. and like you know you don't have a belay basically to where you can go up and then if you fall someone can catch you um and i didn't like bouldering because it felt very like if i fall i die Mm. (laughs) so little free solo yeah, yeah yeah exactly and like You think about it and you're like, people die from falling down the stairs. What am I going to do when I'm 20 Mm. feet up? And it's like, oh, I fell and landed against a wall or on the ground. Um, What about you? What were your sports? I did
0: baseball. I did great. I won best catch. Oh, yeah. Killer there. (laughs) Did flag football, did basketball. I think those are the main ones. I did one uh, single practice of wrestling. Gave up because I was not athletic enough for it. But the rest. Great.
1: you were like it wasn't what i was thinking when i was gonna be
0: <laughs> they were like i thought it was me but more fun and they were like do a cartwheel i was like okay <laughs> bye <laughs> we're good <laughs> this is gymnastics <laughs> literally, i was like i literally can't like we're good it was too much yeah but the rest i was all very good at
1: weirdly which i feel like i like radiate someone bad at sports but i was good so yeah yeah my thing was i just didn't like team sports i like if i can avoid them no. i don't touch them um, I, just, I don't like relying on other people and vice versa <laughs> Bro. I don't like being the one that fucks up and they're like oh, oh we lost the game because of Paul like I believe I was in hockey for a while <laughs> it's a real like I'm going back through and I'm like yeah. wait I was in soccer I was in this I was in this and I would be in there for like two seasons but like <laughs> you know it was one of those things where I didn't want to do it so I just flushed it out of my memory no that's uh, valid <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really f- was fully convinced for like three days now that you were just like on a rowing team, and I was gonna oh. be like, "Oh, you should watch The Novice." I was like, "You'd really like that if you haven't seen it already." Oh, no, it was no. purely
1: rowing machines. Um, but also maybe I should, maybe we should start the Clappercast rowing team. I'm sure there's a local <laughs> one you can find. <laughs> in the la river that's always empty we're just like going down the pavement
0: <laughs> kind of turns like whitewater rafting there where you're oh just god like coasting
1: down oh the Jesus. one
0: stream in the middle um <laughs> <laughs> also that feels very gross i see like the videos of people like tubing down the la river and i'm like oh that
1: yeah feels like shitty I feel like, like actual if shit if i'm correct i think there's actually a disney um, rowing team yeah. that rows around Um, they have the canoes I know that and I really I like. I think that there's thing. a rowing thing where they like row around the island <laughs> I, like, I need to okay. double check but I like it feels like one of those things that like my dad's mentioned to me before and I'm like oh that's cool Weird. feels like something I will be joining when I'm like
0: 30 <laughs> midlife crisis that and the sunrise yoga at the castle I can fully see myself oh doing oh my god <laughs> You drive up from San Diego every day. <laughs> I take the Greyhound every day to do my morning yoga at the castle, <laughs> and then immediately leave. Immediately leave. Um, yes. Well, I think that's enough of our sports history because it's not really related <laughs> to anything we've ever talked about. And the other about about podcast is a um, tri- I, well, French Hawking <laughs> podcast. Shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> we are. Winning, I think the battle between us, but you know, except
1: if you go, um, you know, uh, Alexa play ClapperCast, it'll always play. And then I'm like, that is not us. <laughs> How do we get that? How do we get Alexa to go to it us? I have no clue.
0: It's very funny because it'll peace in like, love. Who wants to hear about fucking hockey every week but in French, <laughs> much less? Well, I assume it's Canadian,
1: French. yeah, it definitely is like hockey, yeah. <laughs> i don't think do they I mean, like hockey I in just, france i don't know sure <laughs> <laughs> um amazing
0: god well let's get to our films because we yeah. have what a double feature starting off a film i think we've been waiting for all year long especially you martin mcdonough is back not with three billboards outside ebbing missouri but with the banshees of Inish in a oh, i'm doing so much better at pronouncing that paul you should be grateful um about two friends this is a team up once again of colin farrell and brennan gleason like it was in in Bruges. um and paul i'll let you take it away because this is kind of like your film of the year right
1: (sighs) this is your house of gucci no i do like it but it doesn't hit me like this bitch really to. gave this five stars what oh no mean? i still think it's five star but like i give movies five star and it's still like well, not my favorite movie of the year i think it's like technically perfect so basically it's um colin farrell and brennan gleason um live on this little island uh, and they have been friends because they're the only two people really on the island that would hang out with each other and um Eventually, uh, Brendan Gleeson's character Colm uh, decides he doesn't want to be friends anymore with uh, Paul Rick, who is uh, Colin Farrell's character, and it's the fallout from that. Um, and like this movie, uh, we're gonna do this spoiler free because uh, it hasn't come out yet for most people. Um, but most of my problems are in the spoilers. So the only thing I'll talk about is in relation to, um, in Bruges. Um, so in Bruges is my favorite movie of all time. Um, but you go read the script and I don't know if many people know this, but there's a coda to the film in the script where, um, Colin Farrell's character has recovered from his, uh, you know, his shootout. And, um, he calls his, a girlfriend and is like, um, Hey, I just wanted you to, you know, they like talk for a little bit and then he's like, I just don't want you to hear the gunshot. And then he hangs up and you assume that he killed himself. And I think it's really important to know that that was in the original movie because the movie that I like is not that it's not even the same type of film. It's like something that's so dark. And I think that Martin usually goes towards darkness um and I think that that's the problem here is I see no light. I see like there's no like oh bad things are happening, bad things happened, but like ultimately it just it's so bleak and I was just sad. Also I saw it in a press screening and we were fucking quiet. It was silence through all the jokes. I don't know why There was like 20 of us, but I just think um, like no one wanted to laugh in that kind of situation. Um, So like it felt dour. It felt like a funeral, like as I'm watching this movie and I was like, but I've heard that if like the audience is like uproariously laughing, I think it's a different tune, but I'm curious what you thought. Sure. I think I'd less people. I think I only had 10 people in my screening, but
0: there was one man fully laughing out loud so at least i kind (laughs) of got that vibe um i agree i think this is not nearly as strong as in bruges i'm pleased with what we got here's my moment moment of truth i don't think i've said to anyone i think the trailer for this was bad I was really worried about this whole premise about these two characters. And I thought the whole thing was going to be like, Oh, we don't know why they hate each other really, or why this conflict is happening. And I was not really interested by like these random characters on this random Island and this random conflict. I think not seeing their friendship initially, like kind of hurts the impact that's supposed to have for this friendship no longer existing, but I'm happy that gets resolved very quickly. We move on to this deeper conversation seemingly surrounding like, well, what should you prioritize in life should you prioritize having fun with your friends every day or should you prioritize like artistic endeavor and trying to be something more purposeful with your existence and i don't think that's ever like fully fleshed out in banshees i think it's like a very fun start to this i think we probably should have a spoiler section either today or at some point because it is probably hard to discuss. Back. yeah it is hard to discuss fully Without getting into spoilers, but like I think it's a very clever screenplay when it comes to comedy. But yeah, it is very bleak. It's very dark. Um, very slight spoilers. You don't necessarily get any like moment of positivity or moment of like, oh, you know, this is the good part of the film that everyone's happy and like it's just it always is bleak from getting to end. Um, but I think it's in a way that works. I think the performances, especially here, I mean, Farrell is of course great. Barry Keoghan. I think every single film he's been in, I've said, oh, I hate him in it. This one gets him because it makes him just like this absolute loser. He's not cool. He's not like, oh, good as a Joker. I think he really works here. But like, I'm shocked. No one's talking about Carrie Condon. I thought she was, Personally, the MVP of the film um, as the lead sister. Um, I think she has a really worthy emotional arc. I think she's funny when she needs to be. She has good chemistry with literally everyone. She's kind of like the one person that's still interacting with all the other characters. Um, and she gets caught up in the middle of things. But I think she is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's quite a masterpieces in Bruges, which I just rewatched this week and loved.
1: Um, once again, check out our full review. But um, I think it is rather strong. Yeah, no, uh, it's definitely like, and that's why you said like, oh, you gave it five stars. Like, yeah, I did because like I couldn't in my mind. Like, um, a lot of times when I'm ranking, I check where it is in my like end of year list, and there's sometimes where like I either lower or higher my movies, and people will be like, well, that's not how to base everything on its own. It's like not really. Because like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, I think it's a four star. And then I look at the movies that I have in four star. And I'm like, well, it's better than that. And then I look at the four and a half and I'm like, it's better than that. I'm like, I guess it is five star. It's just like, it left me like, uh, you know, with a bitter taste in my mouth. Um, but I do think the performances are really where this film like shines. Um, also the cinematography is gorgeous. Um, you like felt like you were living on this Island. Um, the the boredom um of it all but i am curious uh where do you land are you more column or are you more parik i think i'm more parik i was really like thinking
0: about this and debating it with my roommate after even though she didn't see the film so it was weird to have this debate with her but like I do think I'm more on park side of things, but I also think there's like definitely a middle ground here, which I think kind of to the detriment of the film and never really addresses. Like there is a middle ground that pretty much everyone in the world really does find themselves in. No one's just hanging out the friends or no one is just doing all this work. Like I think there's a balance there, but
1: overall I would say park. What about you? Um, yeah. It's interesting. Cause I've been both in friendships that have dissolved. Um, but I, I think there's moments where I like a hundred percent see what, uh, columns talking about, but I also think there's a, uh, cause like park is very dumb and like they're constant things that point to the fact that like their conversations were not just boring. You know, one of the big jokes is like, uh, and it's in the trailer is like, um, you were talking about your donkey shite for two hours and he's like, no, it was my horse's shite. So, like, you know, that shows you how much you were listening. And you're like, it was still two hours. Like, it, and like, but that doesn't even seem like a joke. It's like, that's probably how all these conversations were, was just like, what have you done today? Nothing. The only thing we did was see each other. And you're going to sit in your little house. And like, um. but I think what's interesting is there's a slight, like, something that's not really explored is that, Column could have been more friends with Carrie Condon's character. Like they could have been like, like, oh, bring your sister. And they be smart. And he just sit there and smile, you know, uh, Parik. And I feel like there's um, like a sadness to all of that. Um, and I get, I understand that there is metaphors somewhere in here deep down about uh, the IRA and like the Irish Revolution. I do not know enough about it when this movie comes out and when I see it again, which will probably be in like two weeks, um, I'll probably read more up on that and see some think pieces from people who know the history a little bit better because I know that like there's a reason all of that's mentioned. I just personally don't have a connection to that world. I think most English people would. Um, So that was like, you know, uh, one of those things where you're like, I know there's metaphors that make sense. Um, I find that with a lot of, um, more localized filmmaking that I'm like, this means something to the people that it's supposed to mean too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I am curious. So who do you think is uh, you like Carrie, but like um, I'm seeing almost everyone on Letterbox and Twitter and things talking about uh, Brendan Gleeson um, as being like this, uh, like almost given for best supporting actor. And I Yes, i get it but i also felt like he had a very like quiet
0: role i think he is not because his performance is bad i think he's the weakest in show when i was thinking like who i would put in my personal lineups i don't think he makes it not because he's not good but he just has like a substantial less like amount of content to work with yeah he is very quiet he's very off to the side most of the time you get very few scenes where it's just like him doing something really like emotionally interesting on his own like he he's really good but i don't think he's given the content of anyone else really there's
1: there's yeah there's one sequence um, where they have like um, uh, actually there's two moments where they like have little arguments um and then one is like uh, a moment where they have like a friendship again um and i think both of those moments are fantastic um there's like just little facial expressions they make that you like know a whole story from. Um, Especially in the kind of like makeup sequence where they're like, they're being a little bit more friendly Um, is like, that's so good. Um, Brendan does some amazing facial work there, but yeah, it does feel to me more like a, like, you know, uh, because the best supporting actor field this year is so weak it's like oh there is somebody who's but if barry doesn't get in i'll be very disappointed because i think he does fantastic work with like playing a character who like the more you learn about him you just feel so bad um for this character
0: um i mean to be honest i kind of feel like this is not gonna do that well at the oscars like, I think it's great, but it does not strike me as, like, an Academy. I think it could get, like, a Best Picture nomination. But I feel like when you list them on, like, let's say, Chance of Winning or whatever, like, it's the, like, number eight slot out
1: of ten. See, I feel like it's going to do a lot better because it's one of those Oscar movies. And at least I like it this time. But there's always the Sad Boy movies. um, Like, <laughs> you go through and it's... uh Last year it was Power of the Dog. And, like, these slower oh, this is just depressing the movie. Um, isn't that the whale this year? (sighs) I think the whale, I having not seen it, but I've read the play, um, is bigger than that. Like it's, it's more bombastic and like, you know, there's acting moments. Um, but I just mean those movies that like, as a kid, you would watch if you were like 13 and trying to watch all the best pictures. You're like, what is this? This is so slow and boring. Um, and then you get it when you're older. Um, lost in translation is what i always think of um which is one of those movies that i watched when i was a kid and i was like what the fuck is this then i watched it later in life and i was like oh <laughs> now i'm scarlett johansson and then someday i'm gonna be uh bill murray not the same way but <laughs> <Right>. oh, <boy. laughs> bill murray the character <laughs> not bill murray in real life <laughs> well, let's not go down that slippery
0: slope oh God." <laughs> What were your thoughts on the old woman throughout the film? She's like the one
1: character we've not mentioned. I fucking loved her because, Mm. um, it's kind of a twist. So I don't want to mention, but like, there's a one aspect of her character where they like talk about it in very like, you know, um, vague ways. And you're like, Oh, I get this. And like really ties it all together. Um, But yeah, I just love, like, I mean, she's my favorite line in the trailer. I don't know why. There's just something about her performance that's really great. Um, And, you know, uh, yeah, I thought she was hilarious. Um, Well, what do you think? I liked her.
0: Um, I kind of wish they got the woman who did the, um, oh God, witch, whatever, in the new Macbeth. But like very kind oh, of similar I vibes i really yeah. dug her at first it was a little weird but as you mentioned as it goes along more things get revealed am, oh, It also adds, adds up much better
1: i love how you said uh that was the last actor we didn't talk about and that's a bullshit lie because wow. we did not talk about um the the animal actors in this movie um that fucking second donkey. only to actually no um both of them Um, I would say that the dog actor specifically this and lamb, some of the best animal acting I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, for sure. Even if you don't like lamb, like just you get emotions from these dogs. (laughs) Like, Oh wow. And then yeah. Jenny, the donkey is like shows up and you're like, Oh, this is so great. I love this donkey. I love. And it's like uh, his friendship with his aunt, both of their friendships with their animals is like so important to the film in a way that I like really appreciate because it's uh, you know uh, as someone who I don't know if you know I have two dogs that I may mention every single podcast but um you know I feel like I have a strong friendship with them and it's very rare to see that in movies that aren't like and this is the animal movie it's just like people have lives but also they have pets you know and those are their friends sometimes um and it also brings out some of uh Colin Farrell's best lines about his donkey <laughs> yeah absolutely adorable
0: and like genuinely good performances like especially as you mentioned the dog there's so much personality to this well the donkey also there's so much personality both of them the cows are really underrated. i like i really love all the animals in this does make me be like i could be a farmer i could do this you know i might be happy if i could just have like five goats and donkeys and shit
1: (laughs) go there's a island (laughs) <laughs>
0: well alina i could just go to alina's farm i could hang out with Bruce and like, do that
1: thing
0: um alina i will say did want us to mention that she loved this movie because she loves irish people and that's the quote <laughs> she gave me so take <laughs> take that how you want it, everyone um i love that it was just yep that's the only reason <laughs> that's the only reason that this and belfast just love those irish people um yeah. So I'm again we probably have a spoiler section at another point, but I think the overall statement from us is that we really enjoy this film. Um and let's go to the other film of the week, which I feel like we can't really say the same thing about, I guess speaking personally. Halloween Ends. <laughs> David Gordon Green's a conclusion to his Halloween trilogy. A trilogy I really enjoy the first entry of. I think it's fantastic. And then you get Halloween Kills, which is as you can uh, listen to on our old Clappercast review of it. I think a full-on disaster. And then you get this film which is not quite as disastrous as kills but god is this boring. Um basically the story switches from don't get mistaken by the trailer or by the posters or anything this is not about Lori or Jamie Lee Curtis fighting Michael Myers fa- uh, finally. This is about a young boy named Corey, King Corey favorite new Halloween cast member, right everyone, <laughs> who accidentally murders a kid he's babysitting in 2019 one Yeets year the after. kid oh
1: kicks him off that fucking <laughs> railing. Um, <laughs> brutal i mean it's so weird because it's such a funny scene yes and like also I, I would just say like popping in. that's one of the weakest parts of the movie is you immediately know he didn't do it and it's just such a weird choice because everyone else in the city is like oh he definitely did it and for us to know he didn't Oh, it's no, just that's like the point, though, God. because similar to in the hospital of Halloween Kills that
0: they've already done this thematic exploration in this franchise, Corey has been turned into a monster from the society and his community. So he has um, basically become an outcast. People attack him all the time. He's bullied. He does fall in love with Laurie's da- granddaughter, though, so that's good for him. Um, and he ends up learning that because of everyone villainizing him, he's starting to have some darker thoughts which when he meets Michael Myers in a sewer, um, they tend, they have some kind of connection and they form somewhat of a friendship that will see Corey possibly go to the dark side. Um, and as I mentioned, I hated this film. Um, I think this is such a disappointing and lackluster conclusion to this trilogy. Number one, to claim this is like, about Lori, I think is absolutely ridiculous. To try to shoehorn in this final confrontation between Michael Myers and Lori when that's not at all the focus of the film is just beyond questionable to me. But then, like, also, this Corey plot is so fucking boring and it doesn't work because when they try to draw a connection between him and Michael Myers, it doesn't really work because Corey's not like a monster. Co- like, Michael Myers was not created by society like Corey was. There's obviously admit like the connection there doesn't really work but then it just builds to like nothingness into such a weak conclusion that's supposed to mean so much it's just so boring and unsatisfying that i really struggle to think this is rewarding in really any way it's not even as crazy as people are mentioning people are really out here trying to be like oh it makes choices it doesn't make that many interesting choices it's just rather boring boring and confusing
1: so i was talking to um a friend of the podcast chris who likes this movie but likes it in one of those ways where you're like you talk and all they list is things they didn't like and you're like did you like it and it's like overall i guess it's just you know the edge where like you're like i kind of hated it and i kind of liked it but i'm gonna say i liked it you know it gets a three star which to me um I don't know if you guys know this. Um, (laughs) If I'm that way, I usually go very negative because I'm mad at how close it was to good. Um, But yeah. So um, we were talking about this and we noticed that like recently trilogies have had almost every third film be like, Oh, we're going to do something unrelated until the last act. And you're like, why? They did that with Star Wars. Um, What's the other one? One second. I'll restart my line. Well, it, see if you can remember any, Carson. While I'm looking at what Chris and I were talking about. Uh, I do not. Oh, remember. okay. Okay, I remember it. Where they da, 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 um, do something unrelated to plot. They did it with Star Wars. They did it with Jurassic World this year, where it's like you're following and you're like, okay, but no, you set up something in the second movie. Finish that out. And they go, no, here's something else. Enjoy this. And you're like, why? Like, <laughs> I really don't understand. And this is like my biggest problem with all franchises right now is like, if you tell me there's three fucking movies, the third movie better make sense watching it as a trilogy. You cannot watch the new Halloween movies in the same way you could watch like the Lord of the Rings movies and be like, Oh, I'm learning things because I watched them. You'd actually just find more plot holes. (laughs) Like the fact that the, uh, you know, first and second ones are on one night. And the third one is four years later. Like, and Karen is like almost never referenced. She died. She's the finale of kills. Um, to the point that like, I see what you're talking about, Carson, That where it's like slightly better. And, like, yeah, it's slightly better, but I didn't enjoy a single kill in this. I was bored. Like, I want to see, like, you know, there's a couple good deaths, but, again, it's the X school of one of the biggest deaths being a character that, like, didn't really do anything wrong, and I've never understood that. Um, Specifically, there's this redheaded girl who's, like, telling the bullies not to bully him (laughs) and then she gets the worst death and it's like that's supposed to be like fun i don't i've never understood that also there's one point where a security guard walks into his own death like actively looks like he like is excited for his death and you're like what happened (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get, um yeah but I get yeah. what you mean the kills and the kills and halloween
0: kills are much better but there's no part of this film that i think is a, is as annoying as oh. like the evil dies tonight
1: oh no that's line. so that's
0: all bad but like
1: also strange how many homeless people have been killed in the series <laughs> Like at least this one, the guy
0: like no, I think both. (laughs) Look, was there a time in this film where I like looked at everyone who was alive and everyone dying? And like it's interesting that almost everyone who dies is a person of color and everyone who survives is not. And you have the last film with like weird LGBT stuff. Like I'm not throwing (laughs) things out there. I'm just saying, like, it's it's interesting when you look at how
1: this movie treats things, this trilogy treats things like you know what the weirdest fucking thing is. That he didn't kill, and maybe I'm missing it because I was very bored. I wasn't on my phone, but I was not paying attention. I was, like, spaced out. (laughs) Um, He didn't kill the mom, right? Of the kids that he yeeted? No. Why not? That's the only reason you introduce those characters is to later brutally murder (laughs) them. And, like, she, like, has another scene with him. And I was like, okay, she's going to get it bad. She's going to be... And it's like, no, a DJ got it. (laughs) Like when he showed up, I was like, have we met this guy? I think so. (laughs) Um, It just like everything. Someone said it was like um, slightly more murderous Twilight. And I was like, yeah, kind of feels like that. Like there's this like love story that I don't care about. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, Lori is doing like this. uh, Someone said on uh, either Letterboxd or Twitter was like, Uh, She's doing like her best carry from sex in the city. (laughs) It's like, that's exactly what this feels like.
0: Um, It's just weird that she's so like this entire trilogy has been based around her trauma from like 40 years ago. Okay, good, good, whatever the death of her daughter just like cures her. She's like, well, I'm just going to choose to be happy and like choose not to worry about Michael Myers. Now when it feels like that should have been the escalation for a, a big third climax where she's, trying to find michael or something but like the whole trilogy just fails to build as you mentioned that death really feels like she just didn't want to be in the third film and they had to write her out somehow um it just doesn't build the whole like clearly this was meant to be if you watch like the first film over the course of one night this four-year jump wasn't supposed to be there and it is and it's very odd Corey's never introduced it before here which is weird because his character would fit so well into the end of halloween kills there's definitely a way where like cut the gym coming shit let's not give that man a paycheck let's <laughs> not go back to the original night let's like put halloween kills you know move that up add Corey. get a final conclusion whatever it works well there like there's no reason for this film to exist other than the ending which i guess spoiler warning you know this film's out on streaming even you can see it they kill michael myers in like possibly the weakest way i could possibly imagine killing michael myers this entire trilogy goes out of its way to be like yes michael is in fact supernatural you cannot kill him stab wounds do not mean anything but if you just cut his wrist like he will die i guess and then you crucify him and you throw him into this like
1: yeah okay. iron crushing it was like a car crushing thing for like what a, a stupid fucking way to kill michael myers well not just that um he's already definitely dead at that point but like there is something oh, so... they
0: okay <laughs> they just stabbed
1: him that i will work. say i know i will say though the moment where she removes his mask and he's just like this old man i was like yes this is so but you have already said he's like stronger than a human if he had like been more of like what he was in the original film which is just like a serial killer um who also like maybe has like adrenaline that keeps them able to deal with stuff like getting stabbed in the eye um that would have been really cool and it's, it's like you take off the mask and it's like oh he's just a man um but she takes off the mask and he doesn't react to him the mask being taken off I thought it was going to be like, you know, he's embarrassed or like something. Give me like a a modicum of character development for this guy. Um, Because even like in the first uh, of 2018, which I don't like, I've not liked any of these. um, Just because I just don't find Michael Myers to be particularly interesting as a character. Um, You're not wrong. I don't like Um, it. But like, uh, you know, they like he has been like neutered until the podcasters show him his mask and he's like oh yeah i was crazy let's do this again and like also like i'm sorry what has this man been doing in the sewers for four months four years like (laughs) they just like act like that's totally normal and you're like absolutely not (laughs) he's also
0: just like when you meet him he's incredibly weak and like frail but then it like randomly just starts running around killing people. Also, he gets his mask taken earlier by Corey and he just like seems really chill with it. He's just like, oh, that sucks. Like, it doesn't really also, add up. Also, like, why is he, yeah, I don't, why is he in this? Why is he like friends, well, not friends, but like the homeless person knows about it? It's just very odd. It's the whole thing's odd.
1: Also, um, I forgot about something that I actually liked and I was sad that it went away so quick. Oh boy. It was cory having his own mask yes. I was Like this is kind of cool like i mean it was corny looking but i was also like that's kind of fun it's like he's trying to be michael but then he just full-on steals his mask and i was like okay i guess um I, but like and it's really funny to start picking apart this movie and you're like wait and then like why was she <laughs> there's so many things where you're just like the funny part is, though, we haven't even like referenced Allison almost at all. And oh, she's like so a major part of this movie. She's so boring. Sure. Well, <laughs> she doesn't really do anything. She's just
0: kind of there and like falls in love with Corey and then's like, I need to leave this town. That's all she does. That's the entire Allison arc here. It's very odd. The ending is also odd because it does it, it like imply that Lori is now like evil. The darkness is in her. Because she has the mask. I think it's just saying that there will be sequels. Well, yeah, they've said that. (laughs) Yeah, like...
1: uh, But that's...
0: I don't want Peace and Love. I don't really want Laurie Strode like, villain arc. We already did that. Yeah. With the the Rob Zombie movies. You think that's what they're going to do, though? No, no, no. I think she's done. She has the
1: mask. I know. I think she'll... (sighs) She has
0: the mask. (laughs) And what else is Jamie Lee Curtis going to do? Okay, Paul.
1: (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be perfectly fine with her um, daughter, who is a goblin YouTuber. (laughs) Every time I see that posted and Jamie Lee Curtis retweeting, I'm like, what is going on there?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just don't... I, I hate the ending. I think the ending of this... I mean, I hate... I think the whole movie sucks, so let's be clear. I do not get peace and love, how people are out here giving this like, even three stars, much less anything else. But, uh, um,
1: uh, one of my friends who loved or at least really liked Kills, hated this, and he was telling me like, uh, we were texting about it, and he was like, I almost deleted Twitter, or like, removed it because I was getting so many notifications because I negatively reviewed... Um, this saying i liked kills and everyone was like how dare you this is great and kills is terrible and it's like i don't understand i i feel like this is like the malignant curse yes um, where it's like people are like oh it's different so i will love it and you're like you don't have to love things that are different except like sometimes- no one loved morbius despite it being different <laughs> is all i will say is that isn't
0: that interesting cringy dialogue and bad performances great for everything else except morbius Ugh, i
1: haven't actually watched morbius i should i should do Me that too uh well okay so i've been um it's on netflix now there's no excuse yeah i guess um since we've talked about that movie i'll pop in with a little bit about um my hooptoberfest update um very interesting um i love hooptoberfest if you people are doing hooptoberfest as well you'll know this year is kind of weird because <laughs> I think <laughs> like I'm least, dropping it. I some uh, love. It's yeah, boring. It's very uh, boring. I mean, I would almost recommend, like, if for you, like, if next year's is also kind of boring when you do it, like, pull the 2019 one. The 2019 one's fantastic because you like really pulled up movies you would not seen but could want to watch. This one is just like a checklist of like random stuff. Um, and I have never watched so many like half star movies. <laughs> like I'm watching things. And I'm like, Oh, guess I'm going to watch queen of the damned because I have to watch one with a singer in it. Oh, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Cool. 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 <laughs> um, I also just watched, um, have you heard of Kuso? Uh, I feel like I've heard of it. I cannot. name. Okay. So, um, Oh yes, I do know. this. Yeah. So it's this like movie on shutter. It's, super gross it's probably the grossest thing i've ever watched but i'm watching it and i'm like this feels like a david firth uh who did solid fingers this feels like one of his projects and then all of a sudden fucking david firth starts talking and i'm like oh it is a david firth project it's like uh, considered a flying lotus project because that's the director but like david firth like his fingers are all over this. the rider yeah, uh, he's not even the writer. He's a writer and he only did one sequence, but like all of it was like put through him. Um, But yeah, it's just really interesting to watch a bunch of things uh with Hooptober that I'm just like, this is this is low quality. The only one that I think I've like actually been like, I'm glad I watched this. Um Let's see. Let me pull up my list. I kind of enjoyed Demons. It's just no, it's been rough. It's been rough out here. some of them we've talked about on the podcast yeah no like i love hooptober um as a theory but this year's been been real sad oh i like sleepy hollow i watched that yeah we did watch sleepy hollow um we talked about that on the pod um
0: i'm just naming what i like that's the only film i've liked from Hooptober. (laughs)
1: yeah no it's it it's kind of just depressing because uh Horror is a genre that is kind of supposed to be like a choose your own adventure, and I feel like this is a little too close. But I think horror is being ruined by Letterboxd. Hot take the horror
0: list, the 250 pain. I feel like people are losing like reality
1: on what's good in this genre, well, uh...
0: and then we're rewarding like the worst parts of it.
1: Yeah, I i think, uh, you know, um, my. So it's very funny to me because I became interested in horror. Um I always like if you talk to people who like really like horror movies, usually it's that they were very scared as kids and like they were the ones who wouldn't even watch horror movies and stuff and like slowly were like, "Oh, let's confront that darkness. Let's play around with that and then like all of a sudden love them." Uh, the people who are like, oh, I loved him as a kid are very basic in their tastes. <laughs> and that's not to be rude, but like, you usually are like, oh, I, you know, love, uh, Friday the 13th. It's so much fun. I've watched it 12 times and you're like, okay, cool, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I, it's interesting to like, have gone through and started watching all these movies and like pushing like where my uncomfortability is, mm. um, and then looking at like those lists and you're just like, these are just like art. Th- the most artsy thing basically keeps ending up on these lists. Huh. And like, I don't think most of those aren't that scary. <laughs> like I keep pulling no. from the top two twenty uh 250, And I'm like, I guess, I mean, it's, it's pretty to look at, but like, um, it's also interesting. Uh, you actually were the one who told me about this travesty that they removed. Um, scooby-doo on zombie island um which (laughs) i still don't understand because a it's one of the scariest movies on that list (laughs) b it was high enough on the list to be on there i don't get it i don't understand there's and i know that there's been a couple of those where they've like removed things and you're like why are you removing that that's horror yeah there's a lot of films where like you go look at the letterbox and it's like not listed as horror and then there will be ones where it's like it's a little spooky it's a horror film <laughs> yeah um i think the
0: lot of box lists are like w- getting worse and worse by the day overall but that list is
1: particularly um not yeah great. it's it's rough um so i'm curious would you watch i mean not for the podcast as a fan would you watch another halloween if they like and what would you want from it Begrudgingly, yes. I
0: don't think I want it. I mean, I don't think, like, I would not anticipate it, I guess, is a better question. Like, I was very relieved when this ended, being like, oh, there's no more scheduled on the docket right now. Will they make more? For sure. But, like, very happy that I don't have to do this anymore with David Gordon Green. Um, I just don't think there's anything left here. I think we've done Haddonfield. We've done Michael Myers. Like, there's just nowhere for this to go that's interesting or unique or needed just like i'm done with this as a horror franchise i think i'm interested literally in every other franchise more than halloween
1: yeah halloween to me is like it just doesn't really connect with me at all yeah it's never been good though like i don't think the first one's good i think it's very boring no the only thing that i really love in the first one is um the ghost sequence um which is just fucked and creepy and also how many times do we have to see this man stab someone into a wall and they stay up on the wall like mm. yeah <laughs> they did this in this one and i was like okay we've seen that though but
0: it gets progressively worse they keep using smaller and smaller knives <laughs> the first one like okay at least like sure. yeah <laughs> this is like a normal steak knife and he just like <laughs> casually presses it in it's not i know good. and she just stays <laughs> whoever this actor is that plays michael peace and love i hate him i think he's terrible because it's the same guy who did it in kills and like it doesn't look like michael myers walking it looks like just a guy like in a michael myers costume he runs so quick which michael like never does it just feels very off i feel like these last two films have failed to like bring michael myers to life or any of these tropes
1: yeah it's also interesting that michael is supposed to be like what 63 Two, yeah, 60, uh, 65 in this one. Um, he's not like he's like looks a lot older than 65 when they like reveal him. Also, so- I was
0: promised this film would cover the emotions of the pandemic. Go back to our Halloween kills review. I was very here for it. When they said 2019, I was like, oh, my God, there was one scene like throughout the flashback showing the next few years and years in Haddonfield. I genuinely thought people were wearing masks. I was so excited Give me COVID in these huge fucking I, uh, I don't care.
1: My, I was talking with uh Chris about it and I was like, Can you imagine the terrible mask up jokes?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Give it to me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the one movie to reference COVID is La La Crocodile, because for the subway, they left the Please Wear a Mask signs up. So it's this dystopian world where no one wears a mask on this packed subway. <laughs> which is the truth. It's true for New York City right now, but like other than that just no one has had anything doing with covid and i think it'd be so um, funny to see michael myers chase people on there. yeah
1: there chase is there's a movie coming up um which is my biggest disappointment of the year we will be talking about it soon but there they do reference covid and i was like okay that joke was funny um but uh you'll you'll know it um it's the restaurant movie We'll talk oh. about it. I'm under NDA, right? <laughs> that's wild. That that's I would not have predicted it was yeah, that movie. They, okay. they like reference COVID a couple times and I'm like, oh, God. I'm um, very curious to see where you land on that movie because you will either like love it or you'll be with me. Like there is no in between. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be with you, but we will see.
0: Um, I'm terrified. It's so like weird that in the next like month we're going to
1: know how we, how we all feel about like all these movies.
0: I'm terrified for that I'm terrified about the whale. Those are the two. Um,
1: I'll also say just as like a fun uh, aside, um, you know, it's, it's, Oh, I hadn't talked about birdie fest. (laughs) This is actually related to what I was going to talk about. But, um, so like uh, we're doing well enough at the podcast and like all of us are getting like different perks like Carson gets to see every movie. Um, Alina gets to go to like, you know, uh, TIFF. And then I get invited to parties. I should not be at um, or screenings that make no sense that I'm there. <laughs> Enter <Birdie> Fest. Um, <laughs> I saw Banshees. And uh, if you're a film nerd, I was next to Leonard Maltin. who's <laughs> was like one of the granddaddies of like film criticism. And I'm like, Okay, this is insane. <laughs> like, This is his screening. He was invited and I was invited, <laughs> um, which is wild. But, um, you know, uh, I got to go to Birdie Fest and it was an influencer party. And it was fantastic. Like in terms of like um, what I expect a like, hey, even if you don't love the movie, you'll have a good time and you'll remember the movie fondly because of it. Perfect event. I'm still a fan of uh, Catherine called birdie. Um, My friend I took with me liked Catherine called birdie. Retroactively still don't understand Alina's like negativity towards it, like her hatred. Well, everyone hates it. That's like the reaction, isn't it? No, I think most people are like fine with it. Let me look.
0: I don't know. Well, while you look that up, I also say I went to a I went to an influencer event for the San Diego Asian Film Festival. And I'll just say thank you for inviting me because I got a lot of free alcohol and a lot of free dishes. They had like 15 restaurants giving like fancy
1: food. And it has a 3.5 on Letterbox. Well, then I guess maybe Alina's wrong. Who knows? I I haven't seen it. I won't be seeing it. I think you would actually like it. It's like, um, oh,
0: don't say that. No, I do have to. Oh.
1: <laughs> I think you would actually like it. I will uh, add it to my watch list and I will not find time for it before the end of the year. Uh, that's fine. Um, but I do think it actually might be one that you're like, oh, this was really cute. Um, it looks you. I just like it looks. It's bad. just it's, it's <laughs> Um, the other one I need to watch is Rosalind, but they did not invite me to any. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's out on Hulu. I I got a screener and I did not watch. Sorry, everyone. Um, I am very upset about Rosalind because I do like the actress Caitlin uh, Dever, but I know it was originally Zoe Deutsch, and that just (laughs) it's real hard for me. Ooh, that is a downgrade. (laughs) Like, which is funny because everyone else would be like, "Oh, that's an upgrade" because Caitlin Dever is like a bigger actress right now, but like. You know me and Zoe Deutsch like <laughs> Not Okay is one of the best films of the year. Let's be clear. <laughs> like Um <laughs> anything she's in, I'm like, she's the best part of this movie. Um I think she's fantastic, and I'm really sad because she's gonna eventually get like some Marvel thing. She's gonna be huge, but also like not doing this kind of weird stuff that I love her doing. But yeah, Catherine called Birdie is really cute. Um the event was a uh, fantastic. Um I really appreciate Amazon for sending me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been cool to go to like screenings and be like, oh, I'm getting invited to stuff that's like, you know, (laughs) actually fun. Like, (laughs) just wait to the horrifying moment though, where they are like, oh, I listened to your
0: podcast. Oh, this happened to me. And it's the worst feeling in the world. I'm like, oh, I'm so like,
1: oh, no, it's (laughs) even funnier because I send them my letterbox reviews (laughs) and I say, hey, we'll say similar on the podcast because they need quotes yeah um so i'm like steal whatever um i still have not responded for one of the movies um the restaurant movie um because my letterbox review basically says i hated it i don't want to talk about it i am mad at it (laughs) so i'm like trying to figure out how to word it and be like i had a fine time but you're not gonna quote me on this (laughs) (laughs) yeah um
0: I'm always terrible with quotes. I just don't set them quotes anymore because I'm not good
1: at it and I don't like it. Um, um, let me see real quick though. Um, I guess we didn't really do our like recommendation situation. Um, but let me see if I have watched anything because I've what I've been gone for a couple of weeks. I've been busy. Go we'll see Bros. Uh, it's good. Are you watching I have not seen Bros. Um, Tar. We're talking about next week. Oh. It's going to be real sad for me because I think this is what I'm about to recommend. R.I.P. me. Um, (laughs) Trick or treat Scooby-Doo. Outside of the reason you know about it. um, I thought it was really cute. Um, (laughs) I know Carson doesn't like the animation style, but also I remember the animation style from the 60s and I've watched every cartoon and they all looked insane and they like recreated that in a really cool way um and it was legitimately just funny um which i feel like i have lost in a lot of these movies um the worst part is velma not because she's a lesbian i've always known that she was a lesbian that's the joke um but it would be like if they finally were like oh fred and daphne are actually fucking whenever they go away for a little while and then like their entire plot was just like you saw them, just like hardcore, like you know, going at it. Um, I can send you some links. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure there is so much of that, um, but like, yeah, it's like it just felt like, oh, I want, I want her to like have a, a personality. Also, she's the MVP of the, you know, the mystery team, Mystery Incorporated. Um, so it's like. You know, it was really sad to see her, like, changed into basically Fred. Like, she becomes Fred is to Daphne. It was just like, oh, your, your thing is now that you just lust all the time. And I was very disappointed with that. Outside of that, super funny. I knew the mystery within five minutes. But, you know, like, if I was a child, would probably be my favorite one. Like, well, in a while.
0: We don't really do recommendations, but you recommended one I dislike, so I'll recommend one you dislike. I just watched Deadstream this morning and I thought it was incredible. I thought it was very very fun. Like very I get why someone would dislike this, but I really enjoyed it. So I'd recommend you watch that on Twitter if you're not. A lot like, of seven. people a
1: lot of people really like it. Um I don't I don't know if I was just on the wrong wavelength and I think I wrote that even in my review. Um I said, "Also follow us on Letterboxd." Uh <laughs> uh because i feel like we get deeper into like our specifics mm. on like things we don't talk about on the pod but um i think that a lot of people will like it if you are fine with him being annoying um he just hit me in a way that like i don't know like brought up like old like trauma from hanging out with youtubers and i was like oh can't be around you for more than three minutes
0: um see i didn't find him annoying that's why it worked for me I was like, 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 oh, he's hot.
1: <laughs> I was like, Look, we don't to get into it, but maybe. Um, See, I was just more into that boob monster at the end. <laughs> that's valid. That's very
0: valid. Um, so we don't do recommendations. But what we do do is question of the week. Let's just very quickly run through last times from two weeks ago. Um, we asked your favorite Apple TV Plus original. Yours was Tragedy Macbeth, which was not even an option because you were not there. Peace and love. Sorry about that. Wait, you um, didn't but put out of us, options? No. You could have put in another though. You were on the podcast. You know? uh, yeah. Alina's going to get one. No, she was not. She didn't even answer. I don't even know what hers would be. Um, you at least responded in the text. Um, but out of the two of us, I did win with Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, with.
1: Oh, you would have vote. won
0: regardless. I don't know. uh There's backlash right now with Cha Cha, but Hala sadly as there a lot should of be. <laughs> um, and then out of the recommend uh, the other options, got some sh- love for Wolf Walkers, and we got some love for On the Rocks. So, I mean, I love Apple TV Plus. Mm. So I think they're great. Interesting. So.
1: Interesting them liking the Bill Murray movie.
0: It says something about you and Gledo.
1: I have not watched On the Rocks and I do think I would like it. I just, like, that was one that I was getting, like, invites to and I was like, absolutely not. I just can't make myself, like, drive out for On the Rocks. And I, that's valid. I, like, you know, love Rashida Jones, but. (laughs) Well, this question of the week, which you are here to answer, luckily,
0: is what's your favorite Colin Farrell performance? You can Um, begin because yours, I think, is
1: pretty obvious. Okay. So, like, here's the thing: Um, it a thousand percent is in Bruges. Um, I think Colin Farrell in in Bruges, especially during his big moment scene, is one of the biggest travesties that he didn't win the Oscar. But yours is a high second, and I know what yours is. Yeah, mine is The Killing of a Sacred Deer,
0: which... Oh! <laughs> what?
1: He's fine in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Wait, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say the lobster.
0: In my no. brain, I had
1: changed it because the lobster's so good. Look, Colin Farrell is killing... great. Colin Farrell, excellent in
0: everything. My truth is that In Bruges probably would win, but I cannot say the same thing that you did. So I'm going to go The Killing I'm, of a Sacred with Deer.
1: Alina, what's your
0: favorite? Just give her a call. That's cute. Wonder she'll answer. Anyway, mine's killing with sacred deer.
1: Putting on speaker. She's not going to answer. She yeah. might. How's it going, pal? Hello. We are on the podcast and you did oh. not answer your Colin Farrell question. So what is your favorite uh, call? Uh, we okay, we have Killing of the Sacred Deer and we have um in Bruges. In Bruges. You okay, can take I'll a second to Batman. go look. I'll
0: pick Batman.
1: Batman. Okay. okay, cool. I like it when he goes, No Aguas has been y'all fellas. <laughs> 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 I like how we'll now able, uh, be able to say Alina is on the podcast. This week. Yep. <laughs> you get your credit this week. This is okay, so cute. Okay, on. bye. <laughs> bye.
0: Alina Falls, everyone. So if you think any of those are the best, you can go to our Twitter and vote on our poll. Or if you think it's another one, maybe it's Lobster. Maybe you think it is The Gentleman. Maybe you think it's after Yang. Maybe you think it's Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Probably not. But if it's you do... It's probably
1: Daredevil. <laughs> is he, is he, oh, I He was Bullseye Daredevil. <laughs> I've never seen Daredevil. Oh, yeah. No, it's like one of those... It's like one of the worst performances. It, it's a worst movie... But everyone just remembered like when Colin Farrell like got famous later, um, they knew him from Minority Report and from uh, Daredevil. And it was very funny because he had these two like bad kind of performances. And that's how you knew him for a while. um, If you were a millennial.
0: Well, maybe you do like those performances. Whatever it is, you can tell us on our Twitter at Clapper Podcast. Um, That's going to be it for this episode of the show. Where can we find you on social media, Paul? At PriceLikeTag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore Movie Reviews. Letterboxd just Carson Tamar. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of ClapperCast. Make sure to share us with your friends. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Letterboxd. If you have something you want to say, write us an email at ClapperCast at gmail.com. Again,
1: thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema.